The Cannabis Business Coach. Hi, Mike Z here, author of the Cannabis Business Book. And you're listening to the Cannabis Business Coach Podcast, where I chat with and coach the highest performing entrepreneurs in the cannabis industry. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. The Cannabis Business Coach. Hi, Mike Z here. And on today's episode of the Cannabis Business Coach Podcast, I'm joined by the one and only Vladimir Batista, co-founder of Happy Monkey. And if you know what Happy Monkey is, then you know. And if you don't know, you're about to find out. And I'm sorry that you don't know because you're missing out. Anyway, Vladimir, why don't you introduce yourself, give a little more background to the people that, that may be watching or listening and tell us about yourself. First off, I want to say thank you for having me on here, Mike. I am Vladimir Bautista, co-founder and CEO of Happy Monkey LLC. We are a company that we do events, media, merchandise, apparel, and so much more. That's just like the small summary. Amazing, amazing. And I'm excited to have you here today, Vlad, because every time we chat, it's just so much fun. And you always get me pumped up. And so I'm, I'm excited to share a little bit of your story and, and to just catch up and hang a bit. So Vlad, I want to ask you, tell me, how did Happy Monkey come to be? You know, how was the monkey born? Where, where did it come from? Was there a moment when it all clicked for you? Or, or just tell me a little bit of the background. Well, the, the, the background and where it came from, a lot of the credit has to go to my partner, Ramon Reyes. He is the other counterpart, the co-founder of Happy Monkey. And it really came about when he went to Amsterdam about three, four years ago. And he went to one of those cafes out there. And uh, he's not, a, he's, he's not as, a, as much of a social person as I am or a talker. He's a little bit more of an introvert. And he went in there by himself and he sat down and ended up smoking with people from different parts of the world and really had like a touching moment. It was an epiphany. And then, you know, he knew that, you know, I've been in the cannabis industry for a long time. And uh, he said, um, we should try to create events that mimic that, but New York style. And then um, I looked at him like he was crazy, Mike. I was like, sounds crazy. But I was like, you know what? We'll give it a try. You know, the, the friend of mine, you know, partners, I believe in them. And it went zero to a thousand fairly quickly, Mike. It's been like a roller coaster ride ever since. I so know. the conception of everything, as far as like the monkey, the logo, the concept, it's really Ramon. I just helped bring it to fruition. Nice. Well, shout out to Ramon. It's amazing what a trip to Amsterdam could do for you, man. <laughs> so everyone at home, <laughs> post-COVID, get out to Amsterdam. It might change your life. I, I would love to hear from you, you know, what's Happy Monkey all about? Well, Happy Monkey well, is, you know, there's so many things it's about, but I'm going to tell you like a small summary of what we envision and part of what our goal is. Um, we really felt that before us, even though New York and the Northeast is probably the highest consuming area of the world, that it really didn't have a voice when it came to media 
and there was really no representation of it in the cannabis culture. So one of our major goals is for the world to understand how different the, the culture is over here in the Northeast. But then on a bigger scale than that, our goal is, that, that's why people always try to ask me, Mike, is it a media, is it events, is it this? I was like, you can't put us in any of those boxes, is a movement. And the, ba the major basis of the movement is, Mike, for the world to understand that for you to be part of the Happy Monkey family, some very simple requirements, that you're a real cool person and that you have love for that plant. Everything else, what color, sex, creed, religion you are, doesn't matter. Those are the simple requirements to prove to the world that that is its own world in itself. People that have love for that plant and to make it the great equalizer to bring people together from all walks of life. That is our major goal. Amazing. I love it. And you, you know, Vlad, one thing I love about talking to you, you have a bunch of uh, like catchphrases. You know, you have a lot of slogans and, you know, you, you're always like in true New York fashion, you're always. You know, I, I should have been a rapper. I picked the wrong career, Mike. I would have probably been very successful if I would have been a rapper or something. And you know, it's funny. I have a lot of friends that are artists, and they take a lot of my punchlines and use them in, in, in different songs and stuff. That's awesome. That's so funny. So I, I know uh, one, one of your lines that I love is you said to me one time, actually multiple times, you said, Mike, we aspire to inspire. And I said... I'm stealing that shit, you know, but I, for anyone listening, if I ever said that to you, that comes from Vlad. And you speaking about that, I want to tap into that a little bit, Mike. Um, and that's part of our mission also for people that look like us, you know, come from people from urban areas from the bottom of, of economic society, for people that are marginalized to inspire them not only to be as big as us or bigger, is part of the mission to inspire people to know that it's possible that feel like it's not because if we did it they can do it or even bigger because come from humble beginnings you know all the odds against us minorities and part of our mission is to inspire people to that look and are marginalized in any way to come up into this industry and make you know make a difference amazing and so along that note, I want to ask you, what advice do you have for people that fit into those categories if they want to get involved in, in this industry? Well, the number one advice I give them is to reach out to people like my Z, like myself, because I believe that one of the things that has helped us is that we did show up to the high and wise to the rebels, et cetera. And, you know, unlike other industry, people are really open to mentoring, to really giving you advice and really giving you resources to, to catapult your brand, your company, or whatever you're trying to do. And I want to also go on record to say here that part of our inspiration was going to high and wide and meeting Mike and meeting so many other amazing other people from the industry and being able to, really, you know, understand how it works on a, on a larger scale, corporate level regulations, because I believe specifically here in the East Coast and the Northeast, uh, as far as like, uh, like, you know, 
there's not as much information as there is in the West Coast and other places. So I think that their best route is to go directly to contact the Happy Monkeys, the High and Wise, the Rebels, the anybody that's in this industry. And I believe that from my experience, people are really open to really, you know, sharing the knowledge. Yeah, amazing. I agree with that. And it reminds me of another great term that I heard from you that I love and uh, I use it on the show quite often here is you talked about our, our good friend Steve D'Angelo once you called him a cannabis superhero and I, uh, one thing I do on the show I ask people what's your superpower and that's partially inspired by by you telling telling me or, or, or saying you know Steve is a cannabis superhero and so I want to I want to ask you because I think that you and, and your partner, Ramon, and the whole Happy Monkey team, you guys are cannabis superheroes for, for what you've been doing in the New York scene and the New York culture and, and taking that all over the world now. Um, so I want to ask you, what's, what's your superpower that's allowed you to succeed in building out the Happy Monkey uh, lifestyle and the Happy Monkey ethos? I believe one of my biggest superpowers is, Mike, that I am really good at bringing people together and really showing them, you know, no matter how far classes, color, religion, whatever they feel, really bridging the gaps and, and really becoming the nexus to show them that they are really not that different from each other and that, you know, the plant has helped me be, the plant has been a tool for me to show them how, 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 how similar they are. And I believe that's my superpower in being able to convince people to sit in the same room together that otherwise I believe wouldn't. I like to say, if you want to be successful in this industry, just be like cannabis, be like the plant. And the plant does exactly what you just described. You know, you could take people from all over the world, all, you know, different backgrounds, different characteristics, give them a little bit of cannabis and everyone can get along with that. Everyone can, can see that, Hey, we have this thing in common and it's all good. And I, I feel like when I got started by doing the high and why events, you know, that was part of my inspiration was to bring people together. And I, I feel like that's something that, uh, you guys have taken to the whole nother level with Happy Monkey. And so, you know, I, I just appreciate the work that you guys do and how you've been able to, you know, become this force of connection, not only in the New York community, but way beyond. So I think, I think that's a superpower. But, that, but, but that's all thanks to people like you when we first started opening the door and, you know, taking out the time to, tell us that it's possible and you know being so welcoming you know because it's just like you know like I said you know you're coming from a marginalized community being a minority you know you think that you're not going to be accepted and you think a lot of things are impossible but then you get around people like yourself Steve D'Angelo and a lot of the pioneers in these industries and you see that unlike all the other ones it's like a it's, it's, it's like a family in this industry and I think that's this is one of the few industries left in the world that has that that sort of a communal you know feel to it yeah totally I, I, I'm gonna give you one of my favorite little catchphrases is 
leaders create leaders. So, you know, what for me, it was all about, I, I need more people to lead this community, lead the movement, lead the fight for cannabis freedom. And what you guys have done with Happy Monkey is, you know, you guys are building that movement, creating that movement and growing that movement. So, you know, I, I love it. Vlad, I want to ask you, what are you most excited about these days or, or lately in the cannabis world? Well, one of the things I'm most excited about, Mike, is that um, I believe that, you know, the last couple of months has been really tough in some ways, you know, from COVID to George Floyd and all these things. But I really believe that um, there's always a silver lining in all the crises. And I believe part of the silver linings, I'm going to give you a few that I noted, was like watching cannabis, you know, become essential in a lot of areas when everything else was closed. Um, you know, seeing that um, the world is waking up as far as like, you know, people being marginalized from industries and not having access. So I'm excited to see post COVID and the new normal, how, you know, equality in the cannabis industry, hopefully I'm gonna try my best to make sure that it's, it's, it, it flows into the cannabis industry, the quality that we've seen going on lately in the rest of society. I'm trying to make sure and hope that everybody else makes sure that it transfers into the cannabis industry as far as like everybody having equal opportunities to succeed in this industry. So I'm really excited to see, you know what I mean, 2021 and the 2020, how, you know, me and, everybody else really goes about that on highlighting to make sure that that goes through. Let me ask you about legalization in New York. And if you think next year is the year and, you know, just generally how you feel about that, given, and I know you've had some of some events where, you know, you've had the governor's team have the happy monkey experience and, and really, you've been an advocate, uh, you know, for, for many years now. So I'm wondering, in your opinion, what, what do you think is coming for New York? You know, are you optimistic? Are you, are you unsure? Like, what, what do you see as the future for the New York and East Coast cannabis business and also for the cannabis community? Well, what I see, Mike, and I'm very optimistic is, is it, like, you know, in my opinion, if they're smart, what they will do is because, you know, as much as I am an advocate and I want to see everybody have access to cannabis, I'm also a very realistic, practical person. So I want it to be sustainable and be effective and be equal. So I think that their best bet is, because as you know, Mike, right now, we don't even have flour and medical. I believe for it to be long-term sustainable, they should hopefully add flour to medical first, really, you know, cross their T's and dot their I's, and then get ready for recreational a little bit more down the line, because as New York being the highest consuming city and state in the world i believe if you unleash that volcano without being really prepared you know you also keep a close eye on the things that have gone on 
you know, you end up having, you know, excuse my French, a shit show how you've seen in other states. So as much as I want to see it go through, I want it done right because me and you know, Mike, if it's not, it won't be the the sunshine rainbow ending that everybody thinks it will be if it's not done correctly. Absolutely. I completely agree with you that, you know, especially now that cannabis was essential in so many places, including New York, the medical program, it's crazy that they haven't expanded it, you know, that the governor hasn't stepped up and put, you know, I feel like he's making it more complicated than it needs to be. I understand his hands are full right now. He's got, he's got bigger fish to fry, if you will. But, you know, if cannabis is essential medicine in New York, then our program is essentially inadequate and they really need to expand and, and get more access to more options for more people. It's very simple. And I, I agree with you that you got to crawl before you can walk, before you can fly. <laughs> and, you know, they're still crawling with the medical program. So let's get that on its feet. Cuomo, the whole team, you know, get flower in there, open up more access, open up more opportunities for entrepreneurs. And then it's just going to make it that much easier to have a successful adult use program. So uh, hopefully, you know, if we keep telling them that, they'll, they'll start listening eventually. But I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm glad you're optimistic. I'm a little, I'm a little. Yeah, like I said, I'm optimistic on that part, Mike. Like, you know what I mean? I don't see wreck happening in the near future, but I, I, I really see the, the, the flower beating added to medical for a lot of purposes, you know, for financial purposes, states need money. And for like, as you said, like, you know, um, you really need to see what kind of market you have and test the water. And I think ideally what better way than that? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. You've been doing all of this interesting work and in bringing people together. And I know that you and your team, you are always out there going to events, seeing what the community is up to, not only in New York, but all over the country. I'm wondering, what have you seen in the last you know, few months or the last year or recently that's really blown you away or surprised you or just made you say, wow? Well, um, the last thing I saw before all this madness happened and, you know, we went into quarantine was when uh, December MJ Biz, you know, it was really amazing to see how much the, the, the industry has grown and how many people are involved now. Because I had gone in 2018 and from 2018 to 2019, it was like, 5x you know what i mean like more people and the passion and the innovations and that was my last time really seeing like you know not you know sometimes we're here in our little bubble as you know mike there's not a lot of us here so sometimes you know you don't know if things are evolving everywhere else but after that trip i saw things met people from all over the globe that are really just like me and you like you know 
really committed to watching this industry flourish. And that was my last, you know, real, you know, moving moment that I really felt from from people of this industry and community coming together and really seeing that, you know, that this is a this this is growing at a rapid rate, not just here, but all over the world. Where can people go to connect with Happy Monkey and learn more about Happy Monkey? They can go to our, there's a thousand places they can go, but I'm trying to narrow it down to where they can go and get everything. Happymonkey.com. Happy Monkey with the U, H-A-P-P-Y-M-U-N-K-E-Y.com. And from there, they can go to our thousand other platforms, podcasts, you know, Happy Hour with Vlad and all our segments. And now we have, I don't know if you know, Mike, once a month, it started as a newsletter, but now it's graduated into an e-magazine. And we would love to have a contribution from you one day in the future. And it's really gone really, really well because now we have contributors to the EMAG from like the Boston Globe, Rolling Stone. Like, so it's really like becoming a real thing. And we plan on hopefully on our one year anniversary um, coming out with maybe like a limited hard copy, like maybe like a hundred hard copies of the magazine. So, so they can catch all of that there and see all the amazing things we're doing. Because like I said, you know, we are just the voice and the, and the vessel for all the amazing things going on over here in the tri-state area. That's all it is. And we just get to highlight it. I would love to take you up on that. And I actually, I saw the last issue uh, not too long ago, a couple of days ago. Shout out to David. Uh, it seems like he's putting in a lot of work over there. And yeah, I really liked it. I, I dig what you guys are doing and, you know, branching out. And, and giving people more touch points, more opportunities to, to just learn and explore and appreciate uh, curiosity, creativity beyond cannabis and in, in interesting ways. So I, I really like, I like the issue. I recommend people check it out and I'll, I'll be sure to link to that. That's another thing that um, has helped us really um, pivot a lot towards the media a lot because of what we said and we know how hard it is and it was for us to access information here in New York. You know what I mean? We just knew that the biggest issue in the industry is lack of information, especially here in the tri-state area. So by us going through it personally, we know that we have to return the favor and put out as much as possible so people can understand all the different moving parts of this industry and how 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 diverse and how, how how broad it is so they can find a way to get into it i'm curious how has the covid and all that the pandemic the quarantine you know obviously it's it's impacted business you know for me no no events because you can't have more than 25 people now or whatever and for a while it was like I didn't want to be at an event, you know, I didn't want to put myself out there like that. So I know you guys do a lot of events. So I'm wondering how the pandemic and all that has impacted business for you. Well, um, as far as events, just like you, you know what I mean? We took a big blow and you know what I mean? You know, we, we really had to get creative 
But I believe, like I told you, the silver lining for us has been that we always had dibbled and dabbled in media, but that forced us to really get creative and really go full force. And I believe that even though we really suffered on the event side that, you know, it really helped us flourish on the media side because we had to give it our undivided attention and give it 100% of our time, energy, and effort. And that's how we've been able to balance that that situation from us, you know, not being able to do what we love best to meet up with our friends like you, Mike. You know what I mean? It's been a big transition, but, you know, we have to, you know, find a way to keep on, you know, like I told you earlier, fighting the good fight and keep on spreading our message uh, no matter how, whatever the, the universe throws at us, you know? Vlad, is there anything that I haven't asked you that I should have asked you or anything that you want to say to the people before we shift gears to the coaching portion? You didn't ask me uh, what Happy Monkey has planned for the future. I would love to hear about that. What does Happy Monkey have planned for the future? Well, Happy Monkey has a lot of plans. So, of course, as you mentioned earlier, whenever they get it together, we hope to go into like, uh, you know, retail and delivery as far as like, you know, licensing whenever they find decide to push it through here. Other thing is, you know what I mean? Right now, uh, Happy Monkeys in Talks with several different networks to hopefully try to get um, our, our Happy Monkey content and channel on some syndicated networks and real big distribution. And then the other thing is that um, Happy Monkey plans, hopefully when things get a little better, to take the events to another level and maybe do like a Happy Monkey music festival. Nice. Those are some of the things that Happy Monkey has planned for the future. All right. Well, I got to get my mixtape ready in time for the <laughs> festival. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, Vlad, I want to shift gears into the coaching piece. So, you know, very simply, I'm going to ask you, what is your biggest business challenge right now? Well, the biggest business challenge is that um, right now, you know, as I mentioned, you know, our, our movement has so many moving parts and so many different things that we want to tackle, but it's really difficult sometimes to really, you know, be able to hit on all cylinders because our vision is so big. And sometimes, you know, we feel like we're a little ahead of our time and everybody doesn't understand it. So we basically have to tackle whichever part of what our movement whatever part of our movement people are able to understand best at the moment and it's just sometimes hard to balance it out got it so i'm hearing because you guys are involved in so many different things uh it's kind of balancing the priorities and and maybe figuring out where do we put resources what's what's top you know top of the line what's what's not top, top of the list, sorry, top of the list as far as we need to focus here. Is that right? That is correct. So I'm curious, 
you know, how have you made those decisions traditionally? Because, you know, from as far, as long as I know you, you guys have always been, you know, dabbling in, in different areas, always, you know, kind of like the typical artist, creator, experimenting with, you know, innovating, experimenting, trying to see what works and what doesn't. And, you know, I think that's part of the magic, right? Um, but so I'm wondering how in the past have, have those decisions been made? Well, um, you know, we, we, like you said, you know what I mean? We, we, we try to keep them all moving at whatever capacity we, we, we can. And then the ones that catch on most, we kind of like at, at, at that moment, like you said, top of the list, put all our efforts into that and still keep the other things moving, but have to, we have to, you know, take on one at a time. And I believe that that's been part of our success, Mike, because the biggest issue that I've seen with, you know, the little bit of time that I do have um, three years now is that I believe people are, this industry is in its infancy. And I believe there's been so many people that want to come into it and get 10, 20, 50 X overnight instead of growing with it and helping it grow. And that's what been our approach. Instead of outgrowing the industry, we try to see how we can grow with it and help it grow as a whole. And, you know, playing the marathon instead of the race because, you know, we're in this for the long haul, Mike. So along those lines, I'm wondering, you know, like, in this present time, is it a big issue for you to figure out, like, do we go here? Do we do this? Or, you know, what's, what's kind of the, the current version of this challenge? Well, right now, we've honed in on media, but we have also created so many different arms of the media. And like I mentioned, the EMAG to podcasts to, you know, we have another show called Valid Not Valid. We have uh, another show called Puffs of Puff. We're in the works of other shows too. So really like narrowing down in within the media, which aspects of it we're gonna put at the top of the list. Interesting. I'm curious, is all of the media, you guys are creating it all in-house or are you bringing in outside people or are you, are you it sounds like you could make like you know the happy monkey network where you, exactly. you have a whole bunch so, of creators under your umbrella exactly so that's why like you know i always tell people you know because you know they give me all the praise but i'm like i just happen to be sometimes the face and sometimes the talking head for all these amazing creative people i have in my team you know that you know helped me look this way and that's what we've been blessed with that people even though we're a bootstrapped company no investors you know we just are fortunate that people believe in our movement and see our vision that work with us and are giving us their their heart and soul you know because they believe in what we're doing that much and you know the nice thing about media, especially 
in this digital age we live in is there's data behind everything, right? So it's, it's easy to see what do people like, what's working, what's getting results, what's, what's hot, you know? Um, so I'm wondering if you guys have some kind of process where you just like, you know, check in or like, hey, we'll, we'll do this for 30 days and, you know, if it's growing, we keep doing it. If not, on to the next one kind of thing. Well, um, we don't have it. We haven't really done the process of elimination that much. We just always like continue like trying to tweak and, and fix all of them because we believe that they all have their own value and a lot of them are great concepts. It's just sometimes the tweaking of how you know you produce it how you know the content and such and so forth and so forth because i believe that you know nobody else understands but maybe you do mike that because the culture the cannabis culture of new york city and the tri-state area really hasn't had much of a voice and really hasn't been documented that there's room for everything we've done and so much more yeah, I think that's true. You guys have built like a pretty substantial audience. And I'm sure you have your super fans that are like, you know, eat, breathe, and sleep, happy monkey. And so I wonder how often you go to those people and even to the bigger audience, just like, you know, take a few random people out of the bigger audience and get their feedback and get opinions and ask them, you know, what do you like? Have you been watching this? Did you know we do this? Have you seen that? You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, we try to do that. And we also like in our website have like a, like a, like a portion where it's like, you know, anything you would like to see from us, anything we could do better. We try to have like really that open communication with, our people because i also believe that that's another big issue that i see happen with companies and people in the cannabis industry is that they try to get advice from people that are successful in other industries and other aspects and this is a whole different world and the only people that can really truly tell you are those people that you said the the, the consumers the fans and the people i i, I nobody's done any of the things that all of us are doing, Mike. So how could anybody tell you how to do it? The only way to find out is to ask the people. Well, Vlad, I'm, I'm laughing because I remember a conversation we had where it was like, you know, people have tried to tell me how to do it so many times. And I know you've, you've had that same experience where everyone has the solution for you and is constantly offering you know, the advice, even though they've never done it. Exactly. And I believe that that goes along mostly in everything in life. But in this, it just goes so much deeper because like I said, Mike, you know, we are creating the, it's like a road that's never been traveled before. People like me and you, Mike, are every day digging out more land to make the road longer. There was no road before us. And it's like, you know, we're all just trying to figure out how to get it as far as possible. So I don't think 
there's anybody that has it figured out. So how could we listen to anybody except, like you said, the people, the consumers, the community, that's the only people that can tell you. I don't care if you're Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, you don't know about this industry because it's just, like I said, in its infancy. Right. And so when you and your team are doing that work to pave the way and deciding which way to go on, on, you know, doing something that's never been done before, which I totally agree. I, I write about that in my book that nobody knows how to do this the right way because it's never been done before. Everyone's figuring it out as they go along uh, to some extent. So I'm wondering as, as you work on that, you know, what is the most important factor in the calculus when you're making those decisions of, do I go this way or, or this way or that way? Well, I, the first, first thing that has worked for us, Mike, so far, because I think that it's the, I'm going to give you the pros and the cons to it. So the pros and the cons to it is this, right, Mike? We are born and raised in New York. We are in the cannabis industry from New York. So we don't have any influence from the West Coast or from anywhere else, meaning like, like in a close per, in a close you know perimeter so what we mostly the, the the beginning always starts what we like this as new york cannabis consumer community and then we say within the team yeah 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 so there has to be a lot of other people like us out there that's the first step and I think that the reason I told you is that I mentioned the pros and the cons. I believe that there's cons because, you know, they're 16 years ahead of us and they have so much information, so much access. I believe the pros to it is that we are not influenced by anything that they're doing because we, we just going by what we see around us in New York and the tri-state area and, and then growing from that. So in some ways, it's like a more organic, creative process because, you know, it's kind of, it's not, it's not being influenced. And it's funny because when I started High and Why, it was exactly what you just said. I realized one day I learned, oh shit, I don't know anything about cannabis except that I love it. And how, how could that be? I was so confused. And then I realized, wait a second, there's a so many other people out there like me that don't know anything but want to know that that want to be a part of the community or want to be a part of the business or or just want or just love it and have no idea that there's even you know this richness of history and knowledge and science and medicine and all, all of this you know these many aspects to the plan and that was for me like oh shit, I got to start getting these people together and we could all learn together kind of thing. You know, that was really how it started for me. Um, so what I'm hearing from you is, you know, the core of it is the New York cannabis culture and, and just highlighting and celebrating that and representing it in a way that other members of the community would be proud of and would be enthusiastic about and and really that's like the litmus test that's the standard 
for how do we make the decisions about, you know, do we go this or do we go with that? And, and then over time, you get the data, right? You see what works, what doesn't, what people really like, and you double down on what works and, you know, whatever doesn't work, hey, we tried, we learned, let's keep it moving. Exactly, you know, because it's like I said, you know, I really believe that me and you know it goes for anything in life, but when it comes to this industry and a lifestyle brand like us, there is no such thing as bad ideas I try to instill in my team because it's so untapped and so, like we said, it's in, it's in its infancy as a whole in the world. In New York, it's like super, super in its infancy. So it's like I try to instill in my team, we can't make decisions for people. We put it out to the community. You let them make the decision. Love that. That's great. And I'll add a piece to that, which is there's the benefit in cannabis that people do have short memories. So, you know, if you put something out that isn't a smash hit or whatever, you know, by next week, two weeks from now, most people aren't going to remember and you just keep putting new stuff out and it's all good. You know, I, I think, I think one thing that, that we can agree on is that especially in this community if you're coming from the right intention and you want to do something that's positive for the plant and for the community even if you you know even if it isn't pretty even if it doesn't like succeed as you know like uh, perfectly as it can people will still appreciate where you're coming from and just that you even took the risk to do it or, or took the time and effort to try, you know, because after all, like there is no roadmap for this, you know, there as much as like, I wish there that my book was the blueprint, you know, it's not, it's just a compilation from, from everyone else who is farther along on the path of here's the steps I took, but there is no, you know, if, if there if there was a blueprint it would be easy and everyone would be doing it but the fact of the matter is you know this is history in the making right now you you told me today Vlad we're gonna make history today that's what we're doing right you know because that's that's what you have to be doing every day in this industry and and what I and, and what I the the reason that like you know we're able to you know go through all the trials, tribulation, the blood, sweat, and tears to run this marathon in this industry is we've come to a realization as a team and as a brand, as a movement, it's not about any of us. It's so much bigger. Every stride we take, every grass ceiling we break is opening up for a whole world of people behind us. So I think having that perspective has helped us a lot because we see as what we're doing is bigger than us and we don't look at anything transactional. We look at everything as a part of making history, like you said, whether big or small. Amazing. I love that. And I hope that everyone listening takes 
that away from this conversation is that if you're doing this work, if you're in this industry, if you're a part of this community, that there's an obligation to something higher than yourself and then the individual. And that really, this is about healing the world and restoring justice and, you know, getting every single person with a cannabis uh, prison sentence or criminal offense, getting them taken care of, getting them free, getting them healed and rebuilding the world and society in a way that, like the cannabis plant, you know, doesn't discriminate. Everyone can feel the magic. Everyone can can get a piece of of the you know the the power and and everyone can feel the connection and the joy because that's natural, right? That's you know that that comes from something beyond us. I gotta hit you with something. I don't want to get too spiritual, philosophical on you, but I really want people to understand this. This is part of my perspective, right, Mike? Uh, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual, right? So uh, one of my favorite philosophers is Joseph Campbell, you know, who's written books like The Hero of a Thousand Faces and all these things. And um, the reason I mention it is for people that feel like they can't make a difference or they won't make an impact because their voice is not loud enough. And they, they, they were interviewing him and he said, they asked him, what do you tell people that say, um, how do I make a difference? There's so many bad things going on in the world, viruses, disease, war, evil, murder, et cetera, et cetera. He said, well, I will have to take you back to the Native American indigenous ways that they thought about things. They believe that the world has always been a wasteland from its conception and always will be to the end. Things are born, things die, there's chaos in between good, evil, all these things. He said, they believe that the only power we have as human beings is for us to be whatever we wish the world was. We have no other power. And that's what I try to live by to the best of my ability, you know? Love that. And Joseph Campbell, that's, you know, the hero's journey, the, the, What's the other one? This uh, hero of a thousand faces. Yeah, and then the the power of myth or or something. Yeah, like the this. power of myth. That was where that that's where I, that's where I got that on Netflix. That when he was being interviewed on the power of myth. Yeah, and the, there's a great documentary about him on YouTube called Finding Joe. Uh, yeah, just I I that's some amazing that you brought that up. I I, I love that because. You know, that's what really this this podcast is all about is, you know, highlighting people like you, the cannabis superheroes, and sharing a little bit of their hero's journey in this industry with the hope that for the people listening at home, watching at home, they can they can see that, hey, I can do this. You know, there's room for me that, you know, so if you're if you're if you're listening at home, if you're watching at home, if you're thinking about it. We need you. Answer the call. Take a step, and you can be a cannabis superhero. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's possible. One person can make a huge difference for this industry, for this community, and really, the time is now because history is being made 
right now. Right, Vlad? Yeah, man. I think that, you know, like I said, you know, that's why I, I mentioned that because um, even me, myself, you know, you met me, Mike, when I first started in the industry and just started learning and going to conferences. I knew nothing about it. And, um, and uh, you know, I just really did what I what we just said, you know, I, I just really tried to be in this industry what I what I, I try to be what I wish this industry would be just on my own with our company. And when I first met you, Mike, three years ago, if you would have told me I would have been inside Forbes, I would have called you a liar. I would have never thought it was possible. I'm a kid from Hamilton Heights that grew up in the bottom of the of the of the economic, you know, rung as low as they come, come from nothing, have no advantages, have no Harvard degrees, have anything. So for 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 just, you know, just putting out this positive energy and being a part of this industry to end up being highlighted like that, I would have never thought it's possible. So if it's possible for me, it's possible for anybody, no matter what sex, color, creed, religion you look like or what disadvantages you have, I believe this is one of the few industries where you can be anything you want to be as long as, you know, you put your first, like you said, your best foot forward, your heart is in the right place, you have good intentions, you know that you're part of something that's bigger than yourself, you never know what can happen. And I think a prime example of that is, like I said, Mike, you watched me come into High and Wire maybe two, three years ago, I didn't know about corporate cannabis or any of these things. And look now, you know? Yeah, and, and I cannot wait to see when we have a similar conversation five, 10 years from now, we're going to look back at, at this time and it's going to be unbelievable where the world is and where we are. So, you know, I, I want to thank you and, and Ramon and the whole Happy Monkey team for, again, for being those cannabis superheroes, for pushing the community forward and for representing in New York you know, for, for putting the city on your backs and, and making a statement and saying, you know, this is New York cannabis culture and we're, we're going to share it with the world because that's what we're about. So I, I, I thank you. I appreciate what you guys have built and I'm excited to see what you guys cook up in the future because like you said, it's just getting started. Oh, Mike, I want to thank you for having me on here. And I want to thank you, not just for having me on here, for just always being so believing and supporting our movement and being so, you know, open and, you know, in, insightful and really like, you know, being so, so forthcoming and being such an amazing soul that you are and always showing us love. We really appreciate it. And, happy to call you a friend and you know thank you again for having me on here i really appreciate you and everything you've done for the industry and for the culture thank you brother that means a lot to me i appreciate that and we we're in it together we gotta you know we gotta make sure that this thing happens the right way because you know if not then who's gonna do it right <laughs> awesome Vlad. thank you so much man and I look forward to seeing you in person, hopefully soon at a Happy Monkey event. 
where we could enjoy and celebrate the cannabis plant and the cannabis community. Uh, until then, be well, stay safe. I want to tell all your viewers out there listening, I know it's been a tough couple of months, but I want all of them to know and remember, you're all too blessed to be stressed. Things will get greater later, and I wish you guys all nothing but peace, love, and happiness. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. The Cannabis Business Coach. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. The Cannabis Business Coach.